Welcome to Mystery Off Sirens and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. We're back on a new uh, recorder, so... This could sound so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, that's more of the space unless the recorder, but at least it is working for both of us. We can exist in the same time and the same space. Yes, yes. And our podcast works. can come out as planned. <laughs> as planned. Uh... Man, we're doing Shadow Hunters. We're getting to the end of the season. And, the and season, things are ramping down. Yeah, the season is not acting like it's building to a climax. This does not feel like the penultimate episode. I guess there's some emotional climaxes, but when and you I guess there is a big old reveal. Yeah, the the, the thing I found <laughs> is that this show doesn't do a good job of establishing stakes. Or yes. or reestablishing stake. So when something comes up, I forget what is at stake. I also sometimes forget character motivations. Yeah, that is also a, a rough thing about this very character-heavy episode. This specific episode, again, this show has nailed the characterization and, like, the internal logic of Magnus and Alec and has given up on every single other character. Yeah, I mean, they have some pretty interesting uh, dynamics of, like, duty versus emotion. Uh, they're not always presented well, well. But if you keep in mind that Alec is a 20-year-old boy who has never <laughs> met someone he had a crush on before. That is true. Um, and Magnus is so, so old. So I usually we say the title of the episode, and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I do my little bit on... Whether or not my feelings on it afterwards. I gotta do this before. This episode was named Malik. And when I, I, it took it to the end of the episode for me to figure out, oh, it's the ship name. Because literally, no one in this episode has talks about ship names. This is not a topic that has ever come up is, on Shadowhunters. It is such a wild, like, meta name mm-hmm. to name, like, <laughs> The, and I don't think, once again, I don't think you can do that in the first season. Like, you're really you're really jumping the gun. Well, and if you're using, like, fans of the book. Yeah. Like, if that's your basis, I'm going to just put this out here right now for anyone interested. I don't think anything <laughs> at all that happens in this episode yeah. happens in the books. Well, my big thing is, that, like, uh, you know, bless shipping and all that. Um I don't think it's as strong when the people are, like, canonically early on. Yeah. Date, like, like they, they are a couple. Well, I mean, it takes a long time, Kev. In I, the books, it's not until the third book that those, those their kisses happen. Really? In the book? This yeah. Is, all right. Well, hey, they're together okay, now. Well, let me tell you something, too, about the books. Simon, not a vampire until the second book. Man, they really condense things down for this first one. It's not really based on City of Bones at all, nope. huh? I mean, in some ways, yes. I will, I will say I'm actually fine with that. I like when adaptations, especially of, like, complete series, kind of shuffle stuff around. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you know something, there's this thing that happens with writers a lot where they'll be like, oh, man, I am so excited when, for when you reach book three and people read this thing. And I'm like, cool. You Put need, it in book one. You need to sell book one. <laughs> like, there is something to do with you know slow burn and letting things pan out, but like at a certain point, man, if something you're ex- you are very excited for people to get that point and not the journey, but hit that point, mm-hmm. make it sooner. <laughs> well, you know, maybe what we'll do is because um, we don't have a lot of epi- episodes left, we have one more. One, 
And then Riverdale still does not come back until August 11th. Yeah. So maybe we'll do a bit of like a retrospective episode and I can tell you a bit about like at what point in the books we're at. No, that might be interesting. And I can tell you like where we would have been at if we were at the end of City of Bones. No, oh, cool. All right. Because the big beat at the end of City of Bones is in the TV show in a totally different way. Okay. And there's a big beat at the end of the second book, which is thus far not in the TV show at all. Well, we'll uh, we'll broach those when we broach those. But for now, we're still in a TV series. We are. So let's get to it. Because this is Shadowhunters, Season 1, Episode 12, Malik. Malik. Now, Izzy is getting ready for Alec's wedding. Somehow she is in charge of this. Well, you know. Because she's the only woman with lives? <laughs> yep, accurate. I it never I never felt like that was Izzy's oeuvre. Mm. <laughs> They're giving her too many things and some of it's like cool and progressive and other things are real reductive. Well, and if there's one thing we know, who was the event planner in this family? We went to the alternate universe. <laughs> it's Alec. It's Alec. Alec should be setting up his own wedding. <laughs> Though I suppose that's a different world, Alec. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And this Alec is indifferent about his wedding. So as uh, Izzy clarifies, they haven't had a wedding in years, which I assume some of the extras got married. Married at some point. Good for them. Love is real. Um, but Jace hates this. He hates this wedding planning. He thinks it's really important <laughs> that they got to go out there and they got to figure out which warlocks are more powerful. Okay, this, so I'm going to say at the beginning of this episode, I didn't understand what Jace needed. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing that I think is really that I will give them. This feels like the strongest Jace characterization we've gotten, which is that he's like, oh, my God, everything's happening. My, I'm I'm mad at my best friend. My The girl I like is my sister. I can't do this. So what does he do? He finds a job. Like, gotta focus on work. So his job, which I love because he does nothing in it. He just constantly makes sure he's around while other people are doing things. Is <laughs> they need to find the warlock who made the potion that put Jocelyn to sleep. So then you find a warlock who is stronger than Magnus Bane. Which is an interesting tactic to take, because my argument would be, you need to find a warlock who's literally not Magnus Bane. Because <laughs> it's not that Magnus isn't powerful enough, like Magnus just doesn't know the origin of the potion. Yeah, which is what we learn eventually what it is. I thought what you would want to find is you want to, because you, you don't need someone who's generally stronger than him. You need someone who's more focused in potions. And maybe you want to, like, trace Jocelyn's history to figure out warlocks who know Jocelyn. <laughs> yeah. I'm unclear how this connection happens, because uh, they're going to go to a different continent to meet this warlock. But anyway, so uh, Jace's entire thing for this is like, we got to wake her up in case she heard about his plans. Valentine seems like the kind of guy to talk to an unconscious woman. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're not wrong, Jace. You're not wrong. And do you know what I thought? Like, yeah, you know what, Jace? That is a good reason to get her back. Would have been also a good reason to say six episodes ago. <laughs> Hmm. Rather than being like, no, we got we got to get her back for Clary. Jocelyn could be really helpful in trying to stop the evil villain. If you know Valentine's back and you know Jocelyn is connected to Valentine. Maybe you want her. Maybe you want her back. Maybe she'd be very useful in the fight of Valentine. Maybe that's a way you could swing 
the, the clave, clave into actually wanting to help get Jocelyn back. Because the clave seems pretty dumb and easily manipulated. Anyway, but really what it all comes down to is that he does not want to talk to Alec. And he will leave the room whenever Alec's in the room. So, speaking of people in rooms, Cleary and Luke hang out over Jocelyn's body and have, like, a nothing conversation. This uh, conversation is nothing. Luke's arc this episode is, I'm going to stay with Jocelyn. I guess I'll leave Jocelyn once, and that was a bad idea. Yeah, Luke, you should listen to your instincts, which was stare at that <laughs> sleeping woman forever. He misses Alec's wedding to <laughs> stare at Jocelyn's unconscious form. And then a character comes in and is like, hey, buddy, you look Why tired. Why don't you leave? <laughs> and he's like, okay. So literally a shadow extra just had to tell him to leave, and he would have. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, this, this conversation is nothing. Claire, Clary stares at her mom. Luke is still sorry they didn't tell her. Come on, man. We were over it. And then Alec busts in because he thinks Lydia will be <laughs> in the room that Jocelyn's sleeping body is floating in. Look, I, I'm not sure what Lydia's job is anymore. She will leave at the end of this episode. Well, I will tell you what Jocelyn's <laughs> Lydia's job is. Lydia is in term department chair essentially so yeah. she's waiting for the real department chair to come back from their sabbatical yeah or their leave without pay because of inappropriate actions right she's really just hanging out until alec's parents get back right. and she gets married um so alec though i don't think was looking for lydia i think alec wanted to talk to clary oh i have no idea his conversation with clary isn't all that good either he uh, so Clary throws a lot of shade at him by being like, oh, man, we're getting along. What's this craziness? I want Alec to be like, I feel like the anim animosity really came from your side a lot. It's Alec being like, look, I thought you were trying to destroy the clave and then you helped us and I recognize your value. I well, here he thanks her for like, I'm so glad you brought that cup back. It was such I'm like she did not know that was what she was doing. No, she was just done with her task. She was just done with her task and just happened to bring the cup back. I wish they would have given her... Uh, I, I don't know how they would have done it, like, to make it a real choice to bring the cup back, but she... <laughs> well, and this show always has characters calling other people. Like, they could have been barraging Jace on text messages. Yeah, like, and I and maybe there was a moment where, like, she would have to decide, um, like, we have to go back to the clave. Now, like, maybe that's why, like, maybe, maybe Jace does let Valentine go, but they have one more chance to get her. And Clary's like, no, we have to bring the cup back. Now. We can't, like, we found where he is. He's over on the other side of the city. Yeah. Clary's like, we can't do that. We can't go there now. I'm sorry. We can't, we can't chase Valentine to the other side of the city. But because... we need to go back and get help or something. No, bring the cup in. Yeah. She needs to have made the decision to bring the cup back to save Izzy. Because his thanks means nothing, because she didn't no, do she it on purpose. It. And no one, no one who was with the cup <laughs> knew that bringing the cup back would literally save Izzy's life if we are to believe the stakes of the show. Yeah. Which I don't. Yeah. This is, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a. Uh... It's a lot like, th like you know, thanking your server for bringing you water at the beginning. It's like, thank you for the... It's like, I just I bring water to... Like, I just, I'm, supposed, I'm supposed to bring water to people. And it's like, you have saved my life. Now, we have talked about this scene significantly more than the characters talked about it. <laughs> I think it's important to bring up that stupid... Anyway. Like I said, the more we watch the show, the more closely I watch it, the more I dislike Clary. Anyway, anyway, Alec goes from this directly to more Alec stuff, which is with Magnus. Has Magnus sent him a message? He needs to talk to him. And what he needs to do is magic Alec a drink and be like, 
remember how I told you you shouldn't get married? Remember Let's what, talk about that some more. Hey, Alec, remember when I did that cool walk away? I actually wasn't done with the conversation, but I can't resist a walk away. Alec, I got really caught up in the drama, and then I was like, ah, shoot. I gotta make some more points. And then this will begin a reoccurring theme of people not grasping a political marriage. Yes. In Meg's defense... He does grasp it. He just thinks it's dumb. He's kind of doing it on purpose as well. He's talking about love a lot because he's like, yeah, but you could love me. And, like, the thing with Magnus is he should maybe maybe make the argument that he is seen political marriages <laughs> yeah and they and like they people are miserable in them and you don't have to do it like if if you want to bring your family honor you can do it through a through being yourself mm-hmm. alec you're awesome that's why i'm obsessed with you is that he kind of awesome acts is that he does a weird play where he's like if you tell me you love her i'll walk away i don't want to be like no i don't love her that's not why i'm Huh? <laughs> Although Alec is trying to convince himself that he could oh, love her. No, Aaron, when I say no one understands a political marriage, I, I include the people getting married. <laughs> Both Alec and Lydia are like, maybe I could love him. Like He's real nice and he fights real good. I'm like, you guys got engaged by Alec explaining to you, hey, our families could be really cool if they were married, so you want to do it? <laughs> Now, I do want to point out a kind of compelling argument that Magnus makes, because mm-hmm. Alec keeps on going, like, you don't understand Shadowhunters. You don't understand honor and standing up for your principles and standing up for your word. And then Magnus goes, look, where's the honor in living a lie? And I'm like, oh, Magnus, you are a lawyer. As said, the, uh, Alec's storylines are really cool. Uh, you're writing a story, this cool thing of you adding, like, a versus. And in this case, um, Alec is struggling between duty and emotion. Mm-hmm. And and Magnus tries to make the parallel that duty and emotion can be together. Yeah. He doesn't... The unfortunate thing is that Alec doesn't get a strong push from the duty side other than himself. Yeah. It would have been, been cool to see, like, you kind of get his family appear, or his parents appearing at the end and being like, we're so glad you're doing this. But no one's like... They, they never, never reaffirm why they're getting married. Though, to be fair, if we remember, his parents suck and told him that he sucked until yeah, but he they, did this. But they come, okay. They, they do come back and go, Alec, we thought you always sucked. Also, when you first did this, we thought that sucked. Well, and also, they get to come back because the mortal cup is back. Which Alec which, technically did. Which I don't think is why they were, like, taken out of command again. Anyways, it was because Valentine was back and their circle members. But now they've proven that they trust the right people? <laughs> that their children... Because I mean, really, Clary brought it back? I mean, really, if you want to come down to it, and if they're giving Alec the credit for bringing the cup back, then he has already brought honor back to their family because he undid... The deep, bad thing they did that no one knew that they did when they came and took we, over the institute. We needed a moment to remind us what the stakes were of this marriage because it seems like them <laughs> zero and when it happens they're just sort of like when this marriage spoiler if inevitably falls apart they're just sort of like yeah that's okay well it's like they're like oh well we're doing this for a reason and we forgot the reason was gone <laughs> forgot why we were doing this anyway um so magnus does his little seduction and we move on to clary and clary calls simon because and, things are weird with jace and poor sweet simon knows why things are weird and Clary, okay, 
Clary really comes off as like a real hardcore rebounder in this episode doesn't she she invites simon to come and be her date to the wedding and then he's like wouldn't you want to go with jace and clary says and i quote things with jace aren't in the cards right now oh (laughs) there are a lot of let's just say moments kevin do you think we should give clary more credit do you think that she maybe also doesn't believe Valentine? And she's like, I just need my mom to wake up so she can confirm for reals. I would, except for some of the things she does this episode. Like, it, it, uh, if that's what she's trying to do. I mean, you know what, Aaron? Let's, let's, rather than going through this episode and being like every single time someone's <laughs> like, hey, you know, maybe it's not too bad. Uh, let's, let's figure out if Clary is just playing the long game. Clary might be smarter than we even know. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Magnus has arrived at the Institute. This is like, I think, the, later it, that day or the next day or... It's early because he wants to have the meeting at his house with drinks. Right. It's and 9 a.m. It's 9 a.m. This is the day of Alex's wedding. So Clary and Jace are having a meeting with Magnus because <laughs> the, Jace cannot be near Alec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they have to have the meeting at the Institute because Hodge has prepared another PowerPoint. As they say, as they're waiting, Hodge is an important part of this meeting. Why? I thought Hodge was like your physical fitness trainer. So Hodge is actually their tutor, like their (laughs) educational tutor. Really? Because all he does is physical fitness. Hodge is also not supposed to be hot, so I don't know what the show is doing. (laughs) Anyway, he's an important part of this meeting. He brings up, here's three warlocks, but really we're only going to talk about the one that's in the center. Which is the one that Magnus knows. It's his dear old buddy, Regnor Fell, (laughs) who is not more powerful than him. And is also definitely a name someone picked for themselves. And Regnor Fell... Is very handsome and physically looks older than Magnus. Yes, and he's got big old horns. Um, anyway, he's the High Warlock of London. He was the High Sorry, Warlock was of the London. High he abandoned that. He went and worked at the Institute in Idris for a while. Mm-hmm. To, or, sorry, the Academy in Idris, teaching young shadow hunters. Which means that there's a, a big, actually very close relationship between warlocks and... Well, the Academy <laughs> has been shut down since Valentine. I guess it's true. So, you know... Yeah. Tensions have grown. Valentine's seeds were sowed. Anyway, so his, like, because of his background and all those things, they think that he could potentially wake, like, have made the potion and could Could, then undo it. And so Magnus is like, cool, you guys are going to go see him? Me too, because I'm his best friend. (laughs) Yep, so it's going to be Jace, Clary, and and, uh, Magnus heading off before they can. Alec uh, has to awkward on into that meeting. Alec and Lydia have to awkward on into that meeting. As if, okay, I've seen the Institute. They could see that meeting table from anywhere in it. So I don't know why they chose to walk past it. Yeah, the Institute is sort of like there's a bit. So there's the entrance and then there's a big square room, which is like the working room. And where, then like, there's the a, computers are. Yeah, then there's a series of hallways that are like where I guess all the beds are. Yes. And there's also are. some weird multi-use rooms. Yes. Like the training room and the floating Jocelyn room and also the room where Alec gave Magnus his bow and quiver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Clary does try to, um, uh, like, take a moment to talk with Jace. But really, once again, Jace's entire goal for this episode is don't engage, don't be around, don't talk to people. Jace does tell Clary, I feel weird and terrible. And she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, and she's like, but do you feel like maybe, like, 
you there's think, a different reason? Do you think maybe we should, like, apply some <laughs> logic to this situation? Do you think we should talk this through and figure out if it's actually true and the liar didn't keep lying to us? And Jason's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I really recognize his abuse, Clary. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Jason's back into, I'm a bad person. I've got a demon inside me. Because, man. Or no, not a demon. A dark, he's like Betty Cooper. He has a darkness within. Yeah, M- more YA biological, like. Determinism. <laughs> yeah, like, your parents were bad, you will be bad. But he does seem to think Clary is perfect. Interesting. Hmm. There's a flaw in your thought process, Jace. Uh, this is where we get uh, it, them, Izzy them being Izzy and Alec clarifying that since the cup has yes. come home, so can their parents. So that was not the motivation for their parents leaving or I, for Lydia arriving. I wasn't actually fully sure that their parents had gone. I thought we just hadn't seen them. I didn't realize they actually <laughs> were sent back to Idris. I honestly, I don't know how much time they spend at the Institute anyways. Yeah, because it seems like poor Alec, <laughs> that sweet child, is always in charge. Yeah, because they weren't there for the first couple of episodes, and that was just because... They didn't want to be. W- weren't they in India with Max? Ah, uh, who knows. Anyway, they're going to come back. They're coming back for the wedding as well. And so this is, uh, oh, so if they hadn't brought the cup back, would that mean that the parents would have to miss the wedding? That does seem like something the Shadowhunters would do. Yeah, yeah, probably. Or maybe they just have the wedding at Idris. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's time for an Izzy and Alec heart to heart. Brazy's like, so, you happy about your wedding? And Alec's like, I'm doing what I have to do. And <laughs> Izzy's like, well, you can do whatever you want. I'm Izzy. I'm going to be here, but I'm also going to throw you a bachelor party. I love how excited she is for a bachelor party right up to the scene where she goes up to Simon and goes, Simon, I don't know how to do a bachelor party. Simon, I don't know what a bachelor party is. <laughs> Simon, tell me what a bachelor party is. <laughs> we don't have time to dwell on this bachelor party, which Izzy is very excited about and Alec does not want. No, we have to head to a field in London where Magnus will talk about the relationship. <laughs> Between brothers and sisters. Kevin, I have to tell you something very, very important. <laughs> Aaron, is he going to tell a story about the Egyptian gods? Yes, he is. <laughs> okay. But they're not in London. They're in Idris. What? This is the Shadowhunter country. Well, no, but they said he has an estate outside of London, and that's where they go. He's not the High Warlock of London anymore. What? I know, They've but, gone to Idris. But they say he has an estate outside of London. I thought that's where they went. Um, As far as I know, his home is in Idris. I'm I'm just saying that, like, the note that I got is the, that Magnus says he has an estate outside of London, so it doesn't honestly matter where they are. But they are in a field, and They're Magnus field. did talk about I mean, brothers and sisters who love each other. I must be clear. They're in B.C. Yeah, they are in B.C. <laughs> They're in British Columbia. And Jace does not have time for these fun historical gossip, because no. he has to whine about the fact that Jocelyn abandoned him. Yeah, now he's angry at Jocelyn. Okay. <laughs> I mean... As far as we know, Valentine faked your death, dude. Yeah, I mean... She did run away before (laughs) then, but no one knows that because no one saw that except for Luke. Yeah, Jace is... And, like, you know you were hidden as secretly as Michael Whalen's kid. Yeah. And we we pieced it out last time that he killed Michael Whalen two years earlier. That does seem to be what the show is implying. And then for two years he had, like... 
a Michael Whalen puppet. I think that, or or Michael Whalen vanished for two years. Yeah. And then mysteriously came back just as Valentine disappeared. Oh, what a coincidence. And here's my son. Who could this be? Oh, what a... Anyway, uh, this is all interrupted by flames, green flames flying up because it's a ward. Actually, I want to point, I don't, I know I point out individual lines of dialogue a lot, but Mm. I really want to do this one. Clary asks, why are the flames green? And Magnus answers, only the pure of heart and intention can get through. That doesn't answer why the flames are green. I mean, the flames are green because the magic. However, <laughs> it's like Magnus is like, that was a dumb question. No, I'm going to tell her some more information. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer the question you should have asked, which is, <laughs> why are there flames? So the only person who can walk through these flames, it seems, is Clary. Uh, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> she walks through them and then she's, she's alone. alone. So she immediately goes to uh, Ragnar Fell's house. And she opens the door and she's like, hello? I would like my friends, please. I love it. Of course, Magnus and Jace don't go through. I, I don't think. Because they're Cla- not that dumb. I also don't think Clary is pure. pure of heart. I also think Magnus was lying. I think so, too. I, I think, think he was like, if we stand here for long enough, the flames will just go away. I think he mostly was just. Ragnar's going to recognize I me, dum dums. I think he was just mostly, mostly just like. Like, you know, oh, it's, it's a ward. When we go through there, we'll be separated. But I think I could really have some fun with these people. <laughs> oh, no, Claire, you're the only one who's pure. She doesn't even question. I guess I was the one who was pure heart. Of course I am. I'm Clary. <laughs> <laughs> so she kind of prowls around this house looking for her friends. And then she sees a painting. And because Clary knows art, because Jocelyn knows, knows art, art, she knows the painting is a man. He Yeah. So she pulls Ragnarfell out of the painting and he clarifies, only an uh, expert artist could have seen the changes in my eyes. Which I think means he looked, like he changed where he was looking. And like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. I've watched enough <laughs> Scooby-Doo. I know where your eyes are looking in a painting. Yeah, if I'm in a creepy house, I'm going to watch the eyes of the creepy that paintings. That is the first thing I noticed. The fact that her initial reaction is, I'll grab him out of a painting, <laughs> is insane. Well, she's taken a lot of things out of paintings recently. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a man. <laughs> So as Ragnarfell talks to her, he's questioning her about her motives and her purity and what she would give up to get the information she needs. And at first he he comes off as possibly, like, schizophrenic. Yeah, because he's talking to chairs and he's saying, I gotta do it my way. Yeah. Here's the thing. I do not know what the other end of these conversations are. Because it'll be revealed very, very quickly that sitting on the chairs are an invisible Magnus and Jace. Yeah, so... What are they asking him? Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know how his response is, I'm going to do it my way. Well, I assume the Magnus is like, boo, <laughs> be better at magic. I'm under the assumption that each of them couldn't see each other. Mm, so like, it's just Magnus razzing him, well, that, I assume. Well, that's why I think uh, Ragnar, that's what I think the ward actually does, is it separates everybody who goes in. That's fair. And Magnus knows what's up. So yeah. he's like, this is dumb. <laughs> you let, suck. Let me see my friends. <laughs> Do new jokes. You've been doing this for years. <laughs> you want a new bit. <laughs> uh, now, Clary, because she is bad at this. Clary, too earnest. Yeah. Too earnest. When he's like, like, um, oh, you, you want your friend? Because Clary's always saying, I want my friends back. I want my friends back. And so, like, oh, if you bring my friends back and you help my mom... I'll do anything. And I'm like, Clary, you are terrible at negotiating with supernatural beings. And you should have figured it out by now because you met the fairy queen. (laughs) Yeah. If this was a fairy, you'd be screwed. In fact, 
if it wasn't for the fact that Ragnar dies in the next three minutes, <laughs> you'd knows? be screwed. Yeah, you don't just tell a supernatural deal maker, I will do anything. Because I guess <laughs> Magnus was like, let you stay in my uh, apartment for one night. Yeah. <laughs> How about I find you a boat? I have to think the only reason a Magnus didn't get like, Clary, that was a really dumb thing, is that he knows right? Ragnar well, is just, mess- not gonna... just messing with her. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is what he meant by, I'm going to do it my way. He's just like, don't mess with her. She's young. She's never met a warlock before. Only me, and I'm cool. (laughs) She's naive and (laughs) red-haired. Leave her alone. She's not like Jocelyn, dude. So to make this, he said he made the potion. Jocelyn came to him. I don't know how. Would you like me to answer that for you? Is this a book thing? No. They oh. told us earlier he taught at the Shadowhunter Academy. She knows him from school. No, I more meant how she reconnect. I guess. No, she-, she did it before. Before she ran. Oh, oh, man. That was a long-standing plan. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, she knew she was going to run because they were going to interrupt the uh, uprising. I like the day be like, if he catches me, I'm turning myself into a statue. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the idea. And so he made the potion from a super that- powerful... That is, a, that is the very thing that makes sense for an 18-year-old. Yes. Like, like that, the potion's effects make a lot more sense for an 18-year-old to be like, I want this potion to do this. And you can see why 36-year-old Jocelyn was like, oh, I it, mean, <laughs> things are real dire. It's very Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> so um, he made the potion out of a book called The Book of the White. Yes. And unfortunately, yes. there is an antidote in that book, but he don't have that book. No, but I can find a way to find it, turn around, disappear. Attacked by a demon. And I... Don't get it? <laughs> I don't get it. I do, it. It's just... So, Magnus will be very, very, very sad. Yeah. But it, like, it happens so quick, and it's so, like, comical and, like, dumb looking. Yeah, he, like... That it seems like he's faking it. Yeah, because he, he literally walks out of the room. They're like, wow, that's cool. And then you hear a scream, and he's all of a sudden on the upper floor. He falls off the balcony. And there's a Shax demon on him. Because it's the only demon we get to see, usually. Yeah. The Shax demons are like little, like, scorpion ones yeah. you've seen. Um, and then Jace, to, like, this is very episode 10 alternate world energy of just, let's use a line to explain why this is happening. Mm. Jace goes, oh, he must have followed us through the ward when it reset. Like, what are you, what? And why was he there, And why did, why would the ward, that... Wait, why the ward reset? Like, the three of you came through just fine. What kind of ward is this? Is this is the Shaxi demon pure of heart? <laughs> pure. Uh, God, what is it? There's a, uh, I think a DC villain um, who can wield a blade that only the pure of heart can wield. But the blade does not clarify what pureness of heart it has to be. <laughs> so he's pure evil, so he can wield the blade. <laughs> I mean, Ragnar, you got to be careful with your jokes. Yeah, that's what happens. So Jace um, wants to leave because it's dangerous. Oh, if there's one, Shaxim is more. And presumably he's dead now, so the ward is gone. Yeah. yeah. And Clary's like, no, we have to find the thing. The random thing that he says will let me find the thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, Magnus, who is grieving over his friend and also like, I'll I'll just do this. Like, you guys get out of here. I'll look over this stuff and I will dwell. I send- <laughs> I will send all of his belongings to my apartment and go through all of them while also mourning over the next 24 hours. Yes. It's a big it, day for Magnus. Well, no, 24 hours, Aaron. Like, eight? I think the wedding's the next day. No, because when Clary calls Simon the night before, she says the wedding is tomorrow. 
And then man, this is, then, Izzy plans a lame bachelorette party. And then it's nine a.m. And she she plans a rushed bachelorette party. <laughs> and yes, you're right, it is lame. <laughs> <laughs> so um, back at Yield Institute, because Magnus sent them back there, mm. is he's like, hello, Jace, please come to my party. <laughs> but, It'll be a fun party. Jace's like, no, I'm too furious about things. <laughs> I have a feeling, friends. Izzy and Clary, someone <laughs> revealed our plans to the Shax demon. Well, yeah, he says it's not a coincidence the Shax demon followed us. I, I'm not going to get into it, but once again, it does seem like Valentine can just control demons anyways. And, like, Valentine very well could have been like, hey, demons, you know who my son is? I think you could just have them... Follow him. I think you could just have them walk... I know, presumably they... Port- no, they could have portaled out through... Like, there's a place where the Shaxx demon... The Shaxx demon had to have met them there, honestly. So, like, I think it is... But, like, obviously- there could be a demon network. Like, who knows? I don't know. I think it does make sense that that um someone betrayed them. But he... <laughs> Jace is instantly like, it's Lydia. She's the only one that's not family. Like, the shadow extras who have never helped you ever <laughs> are family? I'm like, I feel like... Oh, like, the, I, I didn't have a lot of time to think about this. But, like, is Lydia... Like, what does that make sense? The only thing they show us is she was standing next to Clary when Clary was like, hey, or actually Clary told her, hey, we found Ragnar Fell, so we're going to go there and we're going to go talk to him. But, like, I'm thinking of everything before that moment. And is there anything reasonably? I mean, they literally did it in the middle of the Institute. Yeah. And the PowerPoint was, like, <laughs> up for anyone to see. Yeah, literally everybody knew what was going on. Also, I think... Like, portals are pretty tough to get. Yeah. And, like, I know the Magnus made the portal that they took to Idris slash London. Mm. But I think they have to, like, register portals, like a flight manifest. Well, they don't say that. So then the... literally anyone. They don't say but, that. No, I think it's come up when they were like, well, how could Valentine possibly be in New York? There are no portals. There is a portal. It's in Renwick's. Yeah. The, I don't know. I, I couldn't have time to think about it, so I can't really go over with that. But, I mean, you know, he, she's the person he doesn't know. So, so he wants to bust some heads, and Clary's like, maybe I will bust some hearts, and I'll take care of it with my womanly wiles. Oh, yeah. And then Izzy says, like, yeah, you know what? She might let her guard down around Clary. Clary could maybe get something out of, out of her you can. And Clary's like, that's right. Walks down the hall, kicks in the door. Lydia, you betrayed us. And Lydia's like, hey, dum-dums. <laughs> there, there is no subtlety to, like... Clary walks in the room and is like, hey, buddy, you're working for Valentine. And Lydia's like, oh, my God, if I was working for Valentine, do you think you'd be back here at the Institute? Do you think I would have just given him the cup immediately? Now, I think the show is trying to make us be like, oh, maybe Lydia is acting suspiciously. <laughs> but, like, it just, it just doesn't work, I feel like, with all the things that they... Have they done? shown us about her? Um, and then she's like, "Are you acu- are you accusing me?" And Claire's like, "I'm not. A- I- I'm I'm not accusing you. I'm just saying, Lydia, you're the only person here who's not family, and also you're marrying this- someone who's gay. You know that Alec is gay, right? And this place is my family. Like, I'm not accusing you. I'm threatening you. Um, now she does bring up that Alec is gay, and Lydia's like, "A duh." But I like his passion. I when I love it. <laughs> it's like they're talking about love, and it's like I can't remember specifically what the um, wording is. Mm. Um, but at some point, Claire, like Claire, ends up going like, "Well, if you don't love him, why are you going through with this?" Like, no one understands political marriages. 
and whether or not at- like they're good or bad could be debated mm. in this but instead they're really going hard into but if you don't love him you can't marry him now lydia brings up a very good point that what she was attracted to in alec was yeah. like his dedication to the cause and his passion and his honor and how he would be like a good partner who would do shadow hunter things yeah but then she adds on she's like and i could love him yeah i <laughs> like and you're like just no you should stopped before there no, it's it's fine like i understand this is a ya like romantic stuff but with the whole idea of duty versus emotion this wedding should be very duty and, like, the episode's called Malik. We don't need you to make us think that Alec and Liz- Lydia could fall in love. But, Aaron, sometimes it takes you a while to realize why titles are the titles they are. And so, finally, Clary's like, well, I guess maybe you're not working for Valentine, but how can I trust you? And like, I, Lydia's like, I have much more reason to distrust you. And than- I trust you, so figure it out, girl. <laughs> and this will be the last we hear of it. Seriously. It's true. So, we're going to segue to a different type of storyline, mm-hmm. where Simon very excitedly tries on a whole bunch of suits. Raphael suits. And I don't think he asked. I do not think he did either. <laughs> He's just taking those suits. Yep. The suits are identical. They look expensive and the same. And they're black. They're all black, because they're vampires, Aaron. Simon wears leather now, did you know? Oh, he does. He's cool now. Uh, anyway, Izzy goes to visit him. Yeah, it's like, yo, you know about bachelor parties? And he's like, only from movies. Hey, I'm 18. Oh my god, he's 18. He's not an accounting student. Why show why? I mean, he's a pre-accounting student. <laughs> That's true. He's in pre-account. You know, like you know, pre-law. High school. Yeah. No, they graduated from high school. That's right. Because they, they're applying for colleges. And we also know that orientation happened. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway, he knows, but what he explains to Izzy about what he knows about bachelor parties yeah. from movies is they're about best friends, reaffirming the fact that they're going to be best friends forever, even if one of them's getting married, and also they have to have drinks. <laughs> yeah, he, he starts by being like, boobies, uh, but then he goes into the more metaphorical reasons, and, you know, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's trying his best. He also doesn't know what bachelor parties entail, because he's 18. Now, I want to point out something very, very, very important about this scene. Yeah. There is a vampire named Stan. Oh, yeah, Stan. Stan the Vampire Man. <laughs> That's all. I His do, name is Stan. I do like the idea that he's like, that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, Simon's like, oh, you can get out of your Stan. And he then just looks at, he just looks at, um, Izzy is like, my name is Robert. And then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that goes, uh, back to, we're going to check in with Magnus, who for quite a bit of this next section will just be sitting sadly in his, uh, apartment with a bunch of Ragnar, uh, Ragnar stuff and hallucinating Ragnar. Yeah, he will hallucinate his friend. I, here's the, when it first happened, um, I didn't, I I had a moment where I thought, oh, he's actually alive, but the way that... He Magnus keeps disappearing. Well, no, the way that Magnus interacts with him it, mm. right off the bat tells me that Magnus is like kind of aware this isn't actually real. But I thought he was like a magic projection from the items there to guide Magnus to find. But he's not. He's just an emotional hallucination. Because he's just going to talk to Magnus about love. Specifically yeah. in this scene, 
Magnus looks at a picture of Regnor and himself and Camille, and we find out that Magnus and Camille once had a real thing. And Magnus, yeah, they loved- did. We knew that beforehand. Yeah, and Magnus loved Camille, but Camille is terrible. Yeah, I do like how they do. They're like because they mentioned that that in in the first uh, interaction between Camille and mention of Camille and Magnus, mm-hmm. and I love that it keeps coming up that it's not just a one off thing that they did. It is a central part of Magnus's character. Well, it is very significant to his character development yeah. in the book series, The Bane Chronicles. And I kind of wish there was more between Magnus and Camille, which there might be. Maybe mm. one day. Anyway, um, he almost calls Alec, but then continues his work. Izzy. And you know what? He could have called Alec and Alec would not have answered because Izzy is br- busy bringing a blindfolded Alec into the the weirdest a, room. A basement? That is also bar. a bar, it's but like, it's in, that's got to be in the Institute, right? I don't know. Did she just rent out the bottom floor of some, like, New York club? This looks like a real, like, hipster bar type it, thing. It's, like, it's like underground. It's all steel. But it also kind of looks like she decorated a room that she had access to as a bar. It's unclear. <laughs> anyway, this is Alex's bachelor party, and the bachelor party... Is she also invited Jace? And that's it. And that's She's gone. It. I presume she locked the door behind herself. <laughs> oh yeah, using <laughs> yeah using a rune. Uh, so this was all a ploy to get them to talk to each other. And Jace doesn't want to, but then his emotions are too powerful, <laughs> and he has to tell Alec that he loves him so much. But he did what he thought was right and important. Jace's apology is not the best, but it is emotional. And then he's like, Alec. I'm real in love with my sister, and it makes me feel weird, and I hate it. <laughs> and Alex's like, we're going to move on from that, because I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I'm worried because paths and responsibility and shadow hunter shouldn't have emotion. He, he sets up his core dilemma here. He also segues to that by being like, look, Jace, sometimes things are confusing. <laughs> sometimes you can't choose who you love. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. We're definitely not talking about you, Jace. Definitely. A hundred percent. I will never talk about you, Clary. <laughs> I hated it before. I hate it more now. Talk about me. Talk about- Alex having a moment now. <laughs> Let me have my moment. Shadow hunters aren't. Emotions get in the way of being a shadow hunter. And That's the- got to be a Lightwood thing, right? Right. Yeah, and Jace has picked it up because he's half Lightwood. <laughs> well, because he was raised by the Lightwood. So but then Jace is like. Well, Alec, well maybe. It, it's also a Valentine thing, I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the Valentine loves Jocelyn <laughs> so much. As he clarified when he was pretending to be Michael. Oh, man, <laughs> that Valentine guy sure loves Jocelyn. No one has ever loved Jocelyn more. I, uh, um, so Alec is like, but you know what? I'm going to do what's right. Jace, will you please give me away at my wedding? <laughs> I, okay. We'll get to the wedding. I love this wedding because it's so similar to human traditions, but very seated with Shadowhunter things that you can see that, like, 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 like they grew off of each other in and one way or the other. Also, kind of like Shadowhunters have seen things that human weddings have done over the years. I've been like, we'll include that. I, I think, but we hate this. I wonder if it's the opposite. Oh, really? The humans saw things from because it seems more like Shadowhunters would be the ones to have. We have the original. Well, Shadowhunters are secret. Well, I know, but if you run into a wedding and you, you find writings, it just it just feels more like that would infuse. Because that's also where I'm assuming all of the legends of vampires come from, is like 
people see things and then it becomes a legend. Vampires are real. It's Vampires true. are real, but they they're not real because we invented them. We invented them because they're real. Ooh. <gasps> All right. Magnus hallucinates Ragnar a little bit more. They talk more about some more previous romances he had. And they talk about real love. Yeah. How Ragnar hopes that Magnus will give himself over to real love one day and take yeah. a risk. I really wish this Ragnar was a magic projection and not just in. It would feel so much stronger that, like, this is actually his friend he's talking to. I will tell you. Yeah. The show may be being vague on purpose. Ooh, good. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, like, yeah, Magnus keeps reacting, like, oh, well, you're dead. And he's like, oh, you disappear. But, like, this projection could also just be punking him. <laughs> Everybody's punking everybody. Now the wedding. Yes. it's. Will a... there be punking at the wedding? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a beautiful wedding. Uh, everyone's dressed up. Maurice. Negs her son. her son. <laughs> she walks. Her, her entire interaction with her son after not seeing him when she was sent away to Idris. And they this is after the reveal of they're in the circle and their relationship is frayed. Walked up to her son and goes, I thought your choices were bad. were bad. But it seems like they may not be. Where's the bar? <laughs> and Jace is like, yo, bro, you want me to beat someone up? <laughs> your mom's a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they're getting married in front of one of those ice blocks that we've seen. The angelic ice blocks. Yeah, apparently this is a thing in Shadowhunter culture. Because it was the thing that the cup was in. It was the thing the sword was in. Not in the City of Bones. So nope. I guess it's how they transport, transport it. things? It's some, like, angel ice, I suppose. But we don't, don't get to dwell on this ice because Jace and Clary see each other and go, ooh. Uh, <laughs> there are so many glances between <laughs> Jace and Clary, and they're not at fun times. Nope. Nope. Luckily, Simon comes on in, and Simon is so excited to be at this wedding with Clary. And Clary, yeah. you're being kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, she is so heavily rebounding. Like, well, I guess Jace isn't an option anymore. So, yo, Simon, you're a good backup. Best friends, right? Best friends. Uh, Izzy uh, is the bracelet woman. Yeah, because they don't have bridesmaids or groomsmen in these weddings. I mean, here's the thing. They might if it wasn't being planned for two days. (laughs) True. Like, this is a quick wedding, which is funny because they had this planned out for a long time. I don't know why they're rushing it. Maybe they put a shadow extra in charge of it and the shadow extra was bad at it. <laughs> Booked it for the wrong year. Now, the person who's presiding over this wedding is Brother Jeremiah, who is the one silent brother we've met numerous times. Yeah, they all look the same, so I can't tell them apart. But yeah, but the titles said Jeremiah. The oh, subtitles. Right. Uh, now, this wedding, so people can know the process we're talking about, uh, I guess the man gets a bracelet, Mm -hmm. the woman gets a necklace, Mm -hmm. um, and then they both have to inscribe the wedding union rune Mm -hmm. upon each other, and I think on, like, their wrist. That Mm -hmm. looks like where she was about Mm -hmm. to put it. But they don't have time for that because... Boom! Magnus kicks down the door, running in, saying, I object. Someone's like, we don't say that here. And he's like, shut up. I'm a lawyer, sir. Shut up, Stan. (laughs) No one invited you. Why are there two vampires at this wedding? We only like one vampire. And the vampire leans over to Maurice and says, my name is Robert. 
I don't know why I like it so much. So um, Magnus kind of just he like he kind of just stands there and he's like, "Hello, I see your wedding's going on." <laughs> yeah, there is no communication between that. Maurice stands up and it's he's like, like "Warlock," and, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no." My t- I'm having a conversation with Alec here with and, my eyes, and I swear to God, Magnus walks down the aisle four times and never gets for this is not a big room no it's not a long aisle but he keeps walking forward and never reaching the stage <laughs> now at one point jace whispers from the stage to izzy who invited magnus <laughs> and izzy says me haha i'm gonna say i don't think i don't think anyone, anyone needed to invite invite him he knows right. uh so alec has a panic attack and he cannot do this. And Lydia's like, I suspected my wedding <laughs> would be busted in on at the most inopportune moment. I don't know what, Ly- like, I don't know how Lydia got to this point. I guess we're supposed to assume it was Clary's talk. When Clary said, you know, your husband's gay, right? But Alec, and once again, she'd be like, I know, political marriage, wh- whatever. Um, but So if we're going to give Lydia credit, Lydia realizes that Alec is a child and cannot go through with a political marriage. Yeah, Lydia, Lydia man, I love this because Alec essentially is like, I can't do this. And Lydia's like, yeah, that's probably right. Get on out of here, sailor. And he's like, won't you be sad? And she's like, no. no. <laughs> you know what? I've divested myself from this. I don't care. You know what, Alec? Maybe I will find a husband I love again. Remember when she was full of such weird emotions it that that continues i suppose lydia is not a character lydia is a plot device <laughs> anyway everyone is super cool about this except for maurice she hates it she hates it so much well hodge might hate it he did stand up it's unclear how he feels uh but they kiss simon loves it simon thinks it's just like the graduate so cool um J- jace takes a moment to be like hey lydia what are you gonna do now She's like, I'm going to go to Disneyland. <laughs> He's like, hmm, you're going to take the cup? Yeah. And she's like, yes, I will certainly take the cup with me. In case anyone didn't hear, taking the cup. Yeah. So Jace, yeah, yeah. So her plan is like, well, I guess I'm not getting married anymore, so I'm going to return to Idris and do some work. Okay. What was her, what was her job? <laughs> <laughs> In term program director. Yeah. Uh, and then Jace apparently trusts her now because he's like hey there's always a place for you here hey remember how we talked about family a lot you're a part of our family thank you for doing that for alec i'm like this doesn't feel like it should absolve her of your suspicion like me having been over that i think the suspicion doesn't make any sense um (laughs) i don't know if this absolves you Well, i think what we have to keep in mind is jace has been away a lot yeah so he's only seen Lydia being mean to them. And <laughs> now Lydia was nice. Also, we're going under the basis that Clary knows exactly what's going on. She <laughs> returned to Jason and went, she has a point. She would have given the cup to him already. That's he's like, true. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ah, shoot. But who's the mole then? I guess I was just angry and honestly very confused about my feelings for everyone. Clary, let me tell you. Shadowhunters do have emotions, and they're bad. Clary, let me tell you. Puts her hand on her shoulder. Don't put your hand on my shoulder. All right? <laughs> that was a good idea. I'm going to leave. 
Um, so Jason Clary have a conversation about how he can't shut her out. <laughs> I wrote down, they talk grossly. <laughs> but it's okay, because Magnus busts in. He didn't just come here to interrupt a wedding. Yeah. He also came here because he found a lot of objects. He, yeah. I don't think he does have any information for them. He's just like, I also decided I'm not doing this anymore. Here's some junk. Like, they cut him off before he's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> this is not my problem. I'm going to go deal with my brand new relationship. But instead, Clary instantly recognizes, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> Clary knows what they can use to find the book. Because mm -hmm. she sees a bookmark, and she remembers in the alternative universe that that bookmark was in a very powerful magic book, which must have been the Book of the White, which means that Clary remembers the alternative universe. Now, we're under the assumption Clary knows exactly what's going on. So she picks up the bookmark and goes, hey, this is the bookmark from the alternative universe. Remember, Jace? The alternative universe. Hey, Jace, the should we... The alternative universe. Should we talk about the things we learned about ourselves in the alternative universe? Do you want to talk or think really carefully? Hey, Jace, in the alternative universe, were you my brother? <laughs> but instead, Jace is just like, all right, well, then I'll trace this and find where the Book of the White is. Actually, Magnus does it. And, bum, bum, bum. Camille has it. Camille has it. Camille had it. Camille is currently locked up in the basement of the Hotel Demore. I assume eventually Raphael will get, tell, do they tell the Clave about the whole thing? Because now they're using it as blackmail against him, so. So, no? Is, is his plan to that if the Clave is like, hey, why are you in charge now? Then he'll bring it up? What's going on here? Well, let's just not talk about that. Instead, point out another dumb Clary line where she's like, Wow, I sure wish I hadn't punched Camille, because she probably won't help me now. <laughs> you think if you didn't punch her, but you still got her locked in a cage, like in a box underneath a hotel, she'd be cool? But don't worry, because Jace is gonna make oh, her I'm, help. I'm, I'm gonna make her help. I'll find a way. Alright, anyway, that's a cool, that's a pretty cool setup for what's going to happen next episode, I guess. But we can't dwell on that. We're not doing that this episode, yep. because now Lydia's got her bags all packed up to go back to Idris, but she still has her wedding hair, which is actually very sad. Oh, she... <laughs> when she said, I'm going to go back to Idris, she meant now. She meant, I'm not getting married, I'm leaving the continent. So she took off her dress, put on some gear, and goes to get that cup. Until someone... Punches her in the back of the head. And takes that cup. Oh, so there is a traitor, but it's not Lydia. Who could it possibly be? Who, Who else has lines? The only <laughs> other character on this show. Now, before we get to that, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why this scene makes me laugh so much. Um, Clary takes Jace to her room and gives him the Jonathan Christopher box. You know, the box that we Alec took her to find during the episode where he wasn't supposed to take her out of the Institute. And Jace said... Now, just to clarify, everyone in the audience, they're not related. We know that. We know that for sure because it makes no sense. Yeah, the show has already told us they're not related. So, Jace looks at a box, sees Jonathan Christopher, and says, Jace is short for Jonathan Christopher. Like, I don't think it is. <laughs> I think you made that up, sir. And then he opens up and says, is this all mine? No, Jace. No, it's not. 
It's not yours. And I thought, and maybe you're right. And Clarie knows. And she hoped he would look at a box. And be like, I feel nothing. That doesn't say his name. And (laughs) it's full of nonsense. And go, I feel nothing for this. And she's like, exactly. I've made my point. I made my point. But instead he's like, I'm a bad person. Clary, I have so much darkness and weakness inside me. Clary's like, ah, you're a big dummy. (laughs) So, um... Alec and Magnus are, like, very excited about mm. their new future and also very nervous. And then in comes Marisy. We. <laughs> Maris. Mar- Maurice? Mm-hmm. It could not be Maurice. It could be Maurice. Why don't we remember her name? I don't know. They say it. Um. So she's humiliated. This scene is weirdly coded. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. they really want it to be like, it's like he's coming out as gay, but his parents are actually fine with being gay. Maurice is a little bit weirded out that is like a downworlder, but she's not upset because he's a downworld. She's upset because he's like, because like them getting married was important for the family for I mean, a vague reason. She does get a little racist about downworlders. She does. Because her circle roots, they're still in there. And then Robert, and then they have Robert who says, I guess it's just a different world now. Like, it's really weirdly coded. It's like they didn't want to fully go into... Because they are accepting of him being gay. But, like, it's like they kind of half wanted to evoke the feelings of that. To be fair, we don't know if they're accepting of him being gay. They seem he's never fine. Da- he's never dated a Shadowhunter man. I guess that's true. But, like, they don't... Especially Robert. He's like, do you love him? And he's like, oh, well, that, oh, we just had, like, one. We haven't even had a date yet. <laughs> Robert's like, I only care about love. It's me, Robert. Not the vampire Robert. There's two Roberts, guys. <laughs> it's not a lot of characters on the show. I don't know why we have the same name. And then, of course, he, that vampire pokes his head in and says, I'm Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and then Alec is like, I can't be here for any of this. Magnus. Would you like to go for a drink? Yeah. Which is adorable because Magnus asked Alec for so many drinks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a thing between them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One last scene. Luke. He's standing over. Because once again, he missed the wedding. And he does a thing where he's like, Jocelyn, one day we can share our love, which is also forbidden because you're a statue. <laughs> it's like the Pygmalion. But not. Also, I'm a downworlder, so maybe I'm talking about that. It is also weirdly coded. Anyway, Hodge comes in. Hodge comes in, and, like, he comes in rubbing his fist. (laughs) 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 Like, I love it. It is a small little thing to, like, because you're revealed in this scene, he's the traitor. Um, But he does come in, like, just rubbing his knuckles because he just punched a woman. (laughs) He's like, boy, hitting that little girl really did hurt my hand. Hey, Luke, I see you missed a wedding because you wanted to stare at this corpse, but, uh... Hey, buddy, why are you rubbing your fist so much? Oh, don't worry about it. I'm here to watch Jocelyn. Mm, Well, I've been watching Jocelyn nonstop for 24 hours, but I think you're right and I can step away for no reason. I'm going to be in it. I'm going to be gone now. So he's gone. Hodge puts on a ring. Yep. Gives a little spin. And, oh my god, a magical <laughs> I, illusion of Valentine. I don't know what to call this, because here's the thing. My first thought is hologram, but that's very science fiction coded. So Magical hologram? 
I, so I, I think you're right. I think illusion is the right word. This has nothing to do with what's going on. There, is, just, a, there is a word for it that is used. Projection? In- Projection, yes. Fantasy novels use projection. Yeah, I'm like, there's something, there, like, my brain can't get this to work. But yeah, so he makes a projection of uh, a Valentine. Valentine. He's like, hey, Valentine, I'm your best friend. I stole the cup. Can you make it so I can go outside again? <laughs> of course it's Hodge. Hodge, Valentine's best friend. Which, to be fair, the only person he told that to was Alec. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he he did it. And like I said, if I give this to you, you'll get rid of the punishment rune. Uh, and dun, 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 it was Hodge all along. Hodge, Valentine's best friend, continued to be Valentine's best friend. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Aaron. Do you want to know a fun fact? I want to know the funnest fact you can give me. Do you want to know Ragnar Fells? appearance or do you want to know about shadow hunter weddings uh man that's a hard choice let's do shadow hunter weddings because ragnar fell you see you did say seems to be a guy who might come back ragnar fell mysterious man of mystery mystery. tell me about weddings Weddings. The colors of Shadowhunter weddings are white and gold, which we saw reflected in this episode. Mm-hmm. Most of the guests are supposed to wear white or gold, which means the Clary really messed that up. Well, I mean, to be fair, Clary's coming from the human thing where you don't wear white. You don't wear white. And yeah. no one told her to wear gold. She was too busy yelling at Lydia for no. being a mole. I mean, and Simon wore black because he's the vampire. Exactly. He's the vampire. So they do exchange gifts um, as a part of the wedding. They don't typically wear rings, which kind of makes sense because rings can be a little dangerous when you're fighting. Mm -hmm. So sometimes jewelry, sometimes weapons. Okay, so it doesn't have to be a bracelet and a necklace. It's like you give them a gift. Yes. That's nice. And then you inscribe two runes, the marriage runes. Mm -hmm. One is on your wrist, as we saw. And the other one you have to do in private. On your heart. And that goes over your heart. (laughs) You have to do it in private. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Additionally, shadow hunters are not allowed to marry non-shadow hunters. So no downworlders, no humans. If you marry a human, you have to be willing to be stripped of your marks and become a mundane. I can see that in the shadow hunter world, yeah. Unless you have a really cool human that you're going to marry. What? And they go to the shadow hunter academy, <laughs> and then they drink from the mortal cup, and then they ascend to being a shadow hunter. I lo- <laughs> That's my favorite loophole. <laughs> You cannot marry a human unless they're so dope. If they're so dope, then they can also be in there. Which is a thing that every 18-year-old shadow hunter has done at least once. And you know that, right? Maybe that's why they stopped using the cop. They're like, we got to stop making new shadow hunters <laughs> so 18-year-olds can get married. An 18-year-old definitely meets someone, and because we've repressed their emotions so much, you're just like, got to marry them immediately. No, no, no. They, they could. They're so cool. They could fight so well. I'll show you. Look. <laughs> no, his name is Chad. He's really cool. He surfs so well. He's, he can ride. He can shred all those waves. You just see him do hacky sack. He can do like three kicks before it falls, usually. And like, I feel like that would really translate well to being able to use a blade. It's true love, mom. Come on. Let's go take him to the cup. The cup, mom. <laughs> Let him drink from the cup. 
<laughs> and they're like, we got to put this cup in ice. Look. Look, we're going we're gonna to put a 20-year moratorium on cool humans. <laughs> uh, that's great. And that's my fun fact for the day. <laughs> Hey, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. So this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic just kind of had to go to the Institute because they found some really important evidence, but deep secret in their dramatic heart, they had to bust up a wedding? Mm-hmm. I did. Yes. And the moment I found is right after Jace thinks that Lydia is the mole. And he goes, look. Who else here isn't family? And then there's a flashback of all of the moments where Lydia was not family, where she said things that were vaguely not super nice to our heroes. Yeah. And it's kind of like blue toned. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they didn't have enough story to fill the episode and they're like, uh, just put this montage in. Which is funny because I feel like there were things that we could have elaborated on. Seen, like once again, reaffirming some stakes. Yeah, what happens if Alec and Lydia don't get married? Because it seems like nothing happened. Just Maurice is upset. Because the cup coming back fixed all of the problems the Lightwoods had that were not caused by the cup being gone. Yeah. 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 Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I want to do just a very small one uh, because it is such a... It is such like a... N- not great TV writing line, which is after Clary goes through the ward and she's alone. Mm-hmm. She looks at the house and says, Ragnar fell and then walks <laughs> up to it. Like, we know why you're there, Clary. Yeah, the show told us you were going to Ragnar fell's house. We're not going to be confused about the fact you're going to a house. But it is such they keep on doing that in. Especially, like it, it appears um, in a lot of uh, fiction, but it appears a lot in teen drama TV shows where they'll look at something and say a word that's supposed to be like, oh, that's reminding them why they're here. But it just comes off silly to see her look at a house and say, Ragnar fell. As, and, you know, they didn't clarify for us whether <laughs> they went to London or Idris. Yeah. Come on, show. Let's focus on what's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her pulling him out of the painting is also kind of funky, but, you know, whatever. It, it, at, least it's within, known. at least it's within her skill set, which we have yet to see again. Yeah, her skill set is taking things out of paintings, so. <laughs> so, audience, next week is our finale. Yeah. Does it feel like it's a finale? It does not. Well, I mean, we know that Hodge betrayed them, and now he, now he has the cup somehow, though I, presumably and- someone's going to find... Yeah, and, Lydia's body, and, and also... Lydia was conscious. And, like, she was reaching for the cup. And also, we know that Hodge is not allowed to leave the Institute, so as soon as he leaves, they're going to figure out what happened, because he won't be in the Institute. Unless if somehow they can get rid of the punishment rune before, uh, by they be, I mean... No, Val- Valentine, Valentine will get rid of the punishment rune, but as soon as you can't find Hodge easily in the Institute, it's pretty obvious that he betrayed everyone and left the institute now hodge did vanish for a number of episodes <laughs> that's true so he's got a room that that he uh, that has like i don't know no girls allowed on it <laughs> stay out this is hodge's room hodge's room and it's like the uh the g is backwards yeah 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 um so give us your predictions for the finale that's what we would like yeah what do you what do you think is going to happen what is the 
final explosive conclusion. And you can tell us that over at Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. Also, Riverdale is coming up like a very, very slow-moving freight train. So like most freight trains. Like most freight trains before they get up to speed, yes. So um, give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions so we can be ready for our next Riverdale season. <laughs> Half a season. An, ep- an amount of episodes. Nine? I can't remember. It's unknowable. Because we're not looking it up. <laughs> I think it's nine. I think it's nine. Uh, it, it's somewhere around ten. That's what we're going to say. Uh, <laughs> I, did you do your part of that? Yeah, I said all my things. Cool. It's your turn. Um, you can also, you can get my uh, books. They're available at my website, kevinweirdbooks.com. And I'm going to have some pretty exciting news coming up eventually. I get to do the thing that everyone gets to do on Twitter, which is... Make vague references to exciting news. I also have exciting news. It's that I'm done school and can ready to write again. Can be ready to write again. Can ready. Can be, can the, be ready. Can be ready to write again. I'm, I'm not ready to write again. Obviously, no. It, you're you're not ready to speak again. It's over at podcast. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut down the podcast. A flimsyplan.com. <laughs> we'll Bye. See we'll see you next week. What will Hodge and Valentine do with the cup? Will Maurice come around on Magnus? Will Jace ever figure out that he is not related to Clary? Jace. Francis Altimore joins us next week on Mystery Osiris and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? Why is this man mowing at 7 p.m.? <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous person. Okay, he's going away.